I guess the greeting of the day would be Happy President's Day. I honestly did not know that was actually a thing still. Although it takes on a special tone this year, doesn't it? Yes, it does. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Yes, I am still gunky. <clears throat> Excuse me. This year, President's Day, for the first time in a very long time, I've, I'm looking at things and I see possible problems. Which makes a big question mark on how resilient the United States can really be. So this takes on a special meaning this year. And it's interesting that if you look back at what some of these guys said, they sort of speak to us from their graves. And there's, you know, there's so many, what do we have? This is president number 46. So I'm not going to get in on all of them, but I am going to talk about two of them. Like George Washington. He was the commander in chief that beat the greatest military power on the planet at the time. And he presided over the Constitutional Convention. He was unanimously elected as the first president in 1789. And then there's Abraham Lincoln. He was elected as the 16th president in 1860 and was the wartime commander-in-chief who presided over the start and the end of the Civil War. He set the stage for a national reunification, ended the scourge of slavery, and saved the United States from remaining divided. So Lincoln saved the republic, and Washington created it. And if both those guys were confronted with flawed men who made mistakes, because there are no perfect people, but their quality of character was astonishing. And they are part of the whole specter of what we would call American exceptionalism. And they readily admitted that it was not them that made the difference, but rather their faith and trust and reliance on God that gave them their strength and opened the way for ultimate success. Interestingly, they both agreed that America's greatest threat to national survival would not come from military invasion from a foreign power. Rather, they thought it would come from inside, from within the United States itself. Washington called his uh, farewell address a warning from a departing friend. And three things that he pointed out. This is the internal peril. This is what leads to the internal peril. Number one, the failure of citizens to be well informed. Number two, internal division because of party factions and hyper-partisanship. And three, the decline of religious obligation and national morality. Lincoln wanted to prompt Americans to think and to be vigilant by asking them, at what point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected? And he answered it, if it, it, if it ever pre reaches us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Another time he said, the people are the rightful masters of both Congresses and courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert it. That being very poignant. Right before his assassination, he observed that corporations have been enthroned and an era of corruption in high places will follow and the money power of the country will endeavor to prolong its reign by working upon the prejudices of the people until all wealth is aggregated in a few hands and the republic is destroyed. 
I, I'm sure he didn't know what was coming technologically within the U.S. economy, but he was remarkable, remarkably uh, foreseeing in this. And it's now obvious that that concentration of wealth in the information technology and the pharmaceutical industries are major factors today in undermining First Amendment rights. And they were unique and quite distinct in personality, but they were both men of deep faith and wisdom, courage, and persistence, each in separate times with different challenges. They shared commonly a vision of America as a nation grounded on the ideas of the Declaration of Independence. And they hoped that the nation would provide the people with freedom and rights to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they believed that if the nation lived up to these ideals, the United States would be a light and beacon of hope for uh, the world. If they could somehow be resurrected and transported into the present, they wouldn't recognize what America has become. They would very likely get behind you, the American citizen, to push back against government tyranny. And they would urge you to reclaim your right. Your right to what the creator endowed you with. This is enshrined in the Constitution. Today, we got more things going on than we did during the War for Independence or of the Civil War. Today, it's more about uh, commitment. Today, it's more about education, what you know, critical thinking. Today, it's seeing past that facade that's in place. And the founders were willing to give their lives and their fortune and their sacred honor to try to establish independence and create a new nation. It was very much an up, very much an upstream swim. Now the question becomes, are we capable of living up to that ideal? Are we capable of putting it together in such a way as to where we save the union at the same time we find, find that representative government again? Which we quite honestly don't have. I, you know, the federal government is a failure. It is an abject failure. And while I sit back and I say that the state governments will be the salvation of the nation, uh, looking at the South Carolina government, I sort of have to sit back and cringe on that one. <laughs> if I didn't have grandchildren, I'd be thinking about Texas, in all honesty. Just because this government here in, in South Carolina seems to be so feckless, so uncourageous, so with no no capability of seeing beyond their their very narrow vision of what the world is, in a lot of ways, not just one, in a lot of ways. So, looking back at Lincoln, what was Lincoln and, and Washington? What was uh, what is old is new again. You know, they tried to elect Washington president for life, and he said no. They tried to make him king, and he said no. He didn't want to be king. He just wanted to go back to his, to, you know, to his home. And he did, you know, he did, he did, he, he led the Continental Army. Then he was the first president. He did all of that out of a sense of duty to the nation because he felt like he owed it. 
But at a point, he decided that he had he had done all he was going to do. He had done his duty. Do we do our duty today? Some would say yes. Some would say no. But it is a constant fight. We need to look back at those guys because those guys, they didn't have near the resources at hand for them to know what was and wasn't genuine. And... uh it is squandering the republic for us not to take back control of that. I recently saw this. Uh, I saw this blurb pop up because I'm paying attention. Uh, there was a, a lady here in South Carolina that uh, defended her home. And they're having a very hard time at the state newspaper trying to figure out what they should call this incident and the bad guy that tried to kill her. That when we get back, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, no matter how much you hate the media, you probably don't hate them nearly enough. The uh, carpro.com talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, if that's your cup of tea. Um, the, the, well, it was the biggest newspaper in the state when I was a kid. I don't know if there's actually a big newspaper in South Carolina at all now, but the state newspaper. Early Sunday morning, recently, I don't think it was yesterday, or probably last week, 36-year-old Brandon Prelo of Hopkins, South Carolina, tried to break into an apartment in Columbia where a woman lives with her two children. The only problem was he picked the wrong apartment to break into. Authorities said that the shooting, and this is coming from WLTX, they said the shooting happened around 5 a.m. at Greenbrier Apartments at 100 Willow Oak Drive when the woman said she discovered a man banging on her door. She told investigators the man got inside as she approached the door. She stated she then retrieved her gun from her purse and asked the man to identify himself. She told investigators that he continued to approach, and that's when she shot the man. Textbook. That's textbook. She gave him a chance to get away. She gave him a chance to turn around. Defense turns into murder if they run. And a smart person seeing a gun pointing at them would run. Young Mr. Prelo was pronounced dead at the scene, and upon further investigation, they concluded it was a good shoot, and the unidentified woman won't face charges. That's also good, because if the details are stated, that is a righteous shoot. So here's the thumbnail of this. A man tries to break into a woman's home where she lives with her two children to do God knows what, and she had the means to protect herself, and she had the capability and the capacity to do it, and she had a gun, and one that she knows how to use to good effect, and she used it. She used it well enough that she wasn't injured, and neither were her children. And Brandon Prelo won't be attacking any more women ever. But if you write for the perceived biggest newspaper, you see the incident and the outcome a little bit differently, I guess. And this is how the state newspaper framed what happened. Headline. This is by a guy named Noah Fett. F-E-I-T. Noah, you're an idiot. Man was fatally shot, but his killer won't face charges, Richland County deputies say. 
See, I don't care what they call her. Because I know the truth. But the problem is that this guy, he either is so woke he's not aware of the vernacular he's using or he's completely aware of the vernacular he's using and he's trying to make issues with this. He's trying to make self-defense a vigilante action. And he described what happened, Noah did, this way. The woman told deputies she heard a banging at the door to her apartment, which she shares with the two children, the sheriff's department said. As she approached the door, the man broke inside the apartment, prompting the woman to get a gun from her purse. The woman then asked the man to identify himself, but he continued to approach, according to the sheriff's department. Then she fatally shot the intruder, according to the release. After reporting that the Richland County Sheriff's Department had investigated the shooting and pronounced it a case of justified self-defense and ID'd the shooter, Fayette wrote, on Tuesday, the Richland County Coroner's Office's 36-year-old Hopkins resident, Brandon Prelo, was the victim. Was the victim. Pretty sure the actual victim in that particular incident was the woman who was, you know, at her, in her home at zero dark 30, whatever time it was, with her two kids. Don't know if these people were black or white. I went to school in Hopkins. I know what Hopkins is made of. I have my ideas on what this may have been. But we're just going by the pure stark facts here. The victims here are the three people, the mom, the two kids, who were traumatized by the sight of a stranger's dead body laying near the uh, open, gaping door of their house. The victim here is the woman who will be going around. She's trying to clear up a blood stain on her carpet, and uh, she's probably trying to figure out a way to get out of that apartment just to get rid of that reminder, that, that, you know, that reminder of what's happened. Those are the victims. Nowadays in the United States, uh, there's two kinds of things that, well, the, the primary thing that seems to drive people to commit crimes and kick in doors and stuff like that is drugs. There are a few people that do it for material material uh, gain, right? They, they do that to, you know, steal every piece of technology you got or whatever they're looking for. Um, and then they, uh, you know, they go out and sell that and then they buy drugs. Or they live their life or whatever, you know. But, Mr. Prelo was not the victim. He was the predator. He was the predator. I, I, I want to give you an example of this. I think bears are very noble creatures. I do. But when it comes to the whole bear-man relationship, we're at, the we're at the top of the food chain. So if I'm out there around here in this region um, and a black bear comes starts coming at me, black bears will only attack you if they want to eat you. They're predatory too. Just like Brandon Prelo. And I was I, I was doing a little uh, having a little fun yesterday because I was testing two guns to see which would be the best one to pop a bear with if I had to shoot a bear. I was alternating between my forty four Magnum that I got from Dewey or a ten millimeter semi automatic, and I made my choice, and both of them would be outstanding for the job. But the thing is, I while I don't expect that to happen, there's a possibility that that happens because that does happen, just like this female 
I'm sure when she got a gun, she wasn't thinking that way. When they break in, I can shoot them. She was, she got one that K that way. If they break in, I can shoot them. Now they have that lady will live with this in her mind's eye. She will see the shapes of that smoke. She will remember the deafened moment when she pulled the trigger inside an enclosed space. She's going to remember so many things. She's going to remember the smell. There's so many things involved in this. It's not just getting out there and shooting them and sitting back and lighting a lucky strike with, without a filter and saying, all right, another toe for the tags, you know, on the slab. There you go. That's not how that happens. She did what she had to do. She did what she should have done. And we have a guy who I, I'm going to presume he, he's been with the state newspaper for almost nine years. So you would think that by now he's figured out the nuance of how to write a story, but apparently not. Apparently he has not done that. So 36-year-old Brandon Prelo, if you don't want that kind of trouble, don't start it. Very simple. It's, you know, it's not that, it's not that big of a thing. It's not, it's, it, this is not, uh, it's not big math, you know, it's not big math. And this guy, he's out there calling. He's calling the criminal the victim. If you come in and uh, kick in the door, you have very little time to make it, make it, make it, make it, you know, change your mind. And if you make up your mind to keep coming, just like this lady did, then what happens? You caused because I wasn't bothering anybody. She wasn't bothering anybody before any of this happened. You may have uh, you may have seen here lately how they're doing the old credit card thing, and they're they're targeting certain stores trying to catch you in case you might be a criminal doing things with guns. Well, they'd had a hearing for that. Some of the stuff that came out, and you know, there's a few things that go along with this. That uh, it's always nice to know certain things. That when we get back, this is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. All right, the uh, carpro.com talk line, 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. So um, I got this text. <laughs> and texter, you really should call in and clarify your position. Okay, uh, this is the text I get. Now, uh, apparently, um, uh, let, let's, let's set... Let's set the uh, let's set the table here so that you understand. Uh, first text I got from this guy: I know slavery was common and prevalent back in those days, but that didn't mean they had to engage in it. If it was up to me, I would desecrate every statue from Washington to Lincoln and dig up their graves and grind up their bones into oblivion. Well, my reply to that was: maybe you should find someone to talk to. If I were to observe something like that, I would intervene. And I would. If somebody were digging up Washington's graves to grind up their bones into oblivion, I'm not going to let that happen. So then I get this one. You know, I see you out every... Same texture. I, I see you out every now and then, but the next time I catch you... <laughs> next time I catch you, well, I'm going to call you out for ignoring history right out in the middle of Ingalls. You have the remainder of this show to call in and make your 
make your intentions clear. Um, because uh, otherwise, if you don't, the next time you catch me is going to be a bad day. I understand that text, there's no, you know, I should not assign, I should not assign a uh, tone to text. Except sometimes, you know, when somebody's out there, I want to dig up Lincoln's grave and grind his bones into oblivion. Um, well, there's no nuance to that. Now, is there? And when the next text coming out of off your little phone there, my thumb commando, uh, when, when you pop that next one in there where you're going to catch me. <laughs> okay. I, I get stopped from time to time by people that uh, want to talk about the show or just thank me, you know, thank me for the show. Tell me they like the show. Tell me to listen to the show. Whatever. Great. And uh, I, you know, I always give them my time. I always give them my time because I, I, I fully appreciate it. If, on the other hand, you think you're some sort of a, hmm, I don't know what you think you are. I don't know what you think you are, but that's that's not the way to comport yourself, friend. So, like I said, you have uh, you have till the end of this show to call in and make your intentions clear. And unless you do, then I'm going to assign what I think to be your intentions, and then you should probably give up that whole idea about catching me. The next time you catch me, yeah, you should really give that one up. You really should. I mean, my 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 days of uh, you know standing there and taking too very much guff off of anybody for any reason are way past me because I don't know where it's going to go. I'm 62 years old. I don't have the time to get out there and get into some spirited debate where the next thing is going to be somebody wants to throw hands and everything. It's not happening. It's not happening. So, you know, while you're out there making all these decisions and making all these statements, I'm giving you a chance to, you, you, don't, I, you don't have to get on air. You can explain it to my producer. You don't have to get on air. But I'm telling you, I am telling you that I am not what you think I am. Okay? I sound like a broadcaster. <laughs> I'm not trained to be a broadcaster. I spent a great part of my life up to the point of becoming a broadcaster training to hurt my fellow man in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I don't want none. I, I, I don't want to have I, I, I have, I have no dog in this fight with you. Whatever problem you've got, it's not with me. My opinion and my preference over opinion, if that's where something comes in and that's something you want to hold against me, I'm not the problem. But whatever problem you think you have, it is not with me. Unless you press the issue. And I don't want you to press the issue. I really don't. I don't want none of that stuff. I prepare for it every day and I am prepared for it every day but I don't want it I don't want it I do not so that's what you got and I mean if you've already hung up and gotten out of there then I guess we'll find out won't we but I mean I really wish you just do that just you know get out there and say well I got heated I didn't mean it or you know I'm just being rhetorical or what you know whatever it is I don't know but if you meant what you said and that's it and that's it's okay for you to mean what you say but just understand that you know there's every for every 
action, there is an equal but opposite reaction. That's science. And I have, uh, I have trained in that science. I wish I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. And here's the problem. Here's the problem with this. Uh, this is called civil discourse. And one of the big issues that we have, even amongst ourselves, is we can't have it. And a lot of people are, are having they they have a they have a version of, they they have a belief of what they think Lincoln and Washington were right, which does not go along with what I think Lincoln and Washington were, but and that's fine. But um, you know, here's the thing: um, is is that something that you and I, me and anybody, needs to get into a a big brouhaha over? Have we lost that capability of just being able to disagree? <sighs> so um yeah i really do hope you call i really do but if you don't <laughs> don't kid yourself because uh the the last you know you've given away the game i'm, I'm always aware anyway i'm not on my phone ever I'm always looking around. If you've seen me at Ingalls, you know this. Yeah, he, he mentions that he sees me in Ingalls. Come on up. But don't. Don't come on up. Don't roll up on me all hostile. You know, if you disagree with me, roll up and say, you know, I disagree with you. Okay, that'd be great. I would love to have that discussion. If you roll up on me and you start shouting at me and everything and you got your phone out or whatever you got going on, well, that's going to be a very unique video for you. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just trying to short circuit something that is unnecessary. Because whatever your problem is, I assure you, 0611, that it isn't with me. I don't even know you. I have no I have no access to grind with you. And you don't have any to grind with me. In reality. I'm just I'm just speaking my opinion. If I'm not relating something you if I'm not relating something in the way you like it, that means you gotta you gotta rear up on me and all that other stuff. Hey, haven't seen that since I was in kindergarten. We'll get back to the whole uh credit card thing when we get back. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. Well, now the uh, now dude is trying to walk it back <laughs> by text, and I told him, "Listen, you got to call in." Didn't they? I didn't. I'm not. You know, you text all you like. Text till your thumbs come off till they turn till they get gangrene. You you've already crossed the line that there's no walking back unless you do it the way I said you were. You could. So anyway. Uh, the carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989-0611. That's the number you would call. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. That's where 0611 got in trouble. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Congress wants to know why uh, they are basically doing an illegal search and seizure to spy on your firearm and ammunition purchases 
and why they're maintaining a, a list of gun owners in violation of federal law. Now, understand, all of these laws that they're using right now, that they are abusing, rather, they're, they're using them not for the reason they were put in place, but for actually the, uh, the whole idea that, uh, you know, this is stuff that you did on a criminal case. You don't do it looking for criminals. This is, you don't get to go trawling when you're out there fighting crime. And uh, the, the hearing was uh, titled Oversight of the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network and Office of Terrorism and Financial Intelligence. And this is where they're out there and you, they're, they're using uh, codes, product codes, to look at credit card purchases or debit card, I guess, probably as well, uh, of things at like Cabela's or, you know, Bass Pro Shops. And so, I mean, people go in there and they buy things. But I mean, they, you know, they don't have like ammunition codes and pistol codes and rifle codes they have outdoor codes so if you go in there and you buy a bunch of camouflage shirts you're on the same you, you pop up on the same little cat gotcha list as you would with say uh i don't know somebody in there uh, buying you know a barrett 50 caliber so they're asking the question like this guy this one guy hi Hi-Zinga, he got out there and he said uh i shop at cabela's i buy ammo am i on the list somehow that's what a lot of people, including myself, are asking when we've heard this. Your agency was created to protect Americans and our national security, not spy on them. And instead of answering, they decided they would have a, you know, off offline, out from in front of the camera discussion with Heisinger's staff. Then they were asked where they drew the illegal authority to justify a search of individual bank customer records. And Director Gacky tried to say FinCEN was, has the authority of the Bank Secrecy Act, but... Representative Wagner said the law doesn't apply, but that, ma'am, is for terrorism and money laundering, not legal purchases made by a United States citizen. Absent a warrant, Mrs. Gacky, my constituents in Missouri, Missouri 2nd District, should not have their legal purchases at Dick's Sporting Goods or the purchasing of a Bible, becoming the knowledge of federal regulators like FinCEN or any warrants issued by a judge, any subpoenas issued by a court, or any legal opinion provided by your general counsel about legal requirements under which banks would be required to provide this type of information. She decided to say this all began under the Trump administration, but she didn't say that it was a search that Trump himself knew of. She explained that these key term searches, including Trump or MAGA, and you know what? That's basically just an admission where they're out there saying, uh, well, you know what? Uh, this is just the deep state doing what they do. It doesn't matter who the president is. We're going to do what we do. <laughs> You know, where they asked if there were warrants uh, uh, issued by a judge or a court that required to provide this. Didn't get an answer on that. And uh, they referred to the DOJ. So, you know, there's your federal government at work with you. On you, as a matter of fact. Yeah. At work on you as well. And, um,. Uh, <laughs> It's just indicative of why I say that government is broken. The federal government is a failure. A failure. And, uh, well, that's a little depressing, isn't it? It's depressing to think that, except when you realize every time they shut down the government, which has been a few times, have you noticed any, has, have you missed anything? 
anything happen that you that happened because uh, the federal government was shut down that you didn't want to happen? Because I think they have gone so they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's a very narrow scope of what they're supposed to be doing, but they're not doing that. So anyway, anyway, anyhow, when we get back, uh, somebody has figured out something that I've known for a very long time. I've said it many times here over and over simply because I, I don't think most people really take that kind of thing serious. Everything that you expect to find in a store, everything that you expect to be available to you, no matter where you're at, most of the stuff that you are wearing, most of the stuff that you're consuming, most of the stuff that you're you know buying to sit on and all this other stuff, all of this stuff has one common denominator that I, I think a lot of us just take for granted. And that is that somebody in a big truck hauled it somewhere and made it available to that retail outlet. And if that stops happening, if trucking stops happening, if transportation stops, then life stops in a very short, right behind it, right behind it. And uh, now that that Judge Angeren has gotten out there and done what he's done to Trump, somebody's out there saying, you know what, I'm done going there. That when we get back, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.